Hey podcast, in this throwback episode that was recorded live on Oklahoma City's own KTOK Talk Radio back on January 28th, 2017, Travis Watkins and CPA Kyle Johnson discussed W2Gs, gambling, and celebrity tax news. Now, here's Travis and Kyle. Hey podcast listeners, before we get started, if the IRS is freaking you out right now and you want to do something about it, you can call me at 833-243-5455 and set up a free 30-minute consultation or log on to watkinspodcast.com. I've got a short letter on that no-frills page. It'll take you about 90 seconds to read. And if you like what I'm saying, you might want to consider becoming a client. And if not, hey, no big deal. Keep listening and subscribe to this podcast so you can keep hearing the free content on how you can fix your tax problem today. So if you owe the IRS, you may have noticed that they have been pretty active lately filing a bunch of liens, and this is the IRS's way of letting the world know that you have a tax problem. These liens are also pretty nasty if you're trying to sell your home or refi to a lower interest rate. It's a pretty extreme measure at the IRS, and it means they want all the money that you owe them, and they want it right now. But there are a few things you can do to get these things lifted short of paying everything that you owe right now. For example, if you owe less than $25,000, a tax professional may be able to get these lifted in about 90 days. If you owe more than $25,000, there are things like the IRS's Offer and Compromise Settlement Program that gets them off once they accept that. Now, we've helped thousands of taxpayers in an IRS mess, so we can probably help you out here too. We can help you out in all 50 states. So if you have a tax problem, I again encourage you to call me at 833-243-5455 or log on to watkinspodcast.com and set up a time there to talk to one of our tax experts about getting some help today. Now, back to your podcast. IRS problems are scary, but they don't have to be. Travis Watkins has been helping troubled taxpayers with customized plans to negotiate with the IRS and stop immediate threats to their livelihood so they can get a good night's sleep again since 1999. Now, here's Travis. Good morning. This is your IRS weapon. I am your IRS weapon, Travis Watkins. I am the proud owner of Hank Williams Jr.'s truck, the second worst golfer in lawyering history, and of course, your IRS weapon. I am an attorney in Oklahoma City. I have offices in Oklahoma City, Tulsa, Norman, and a satellite office in Dallas, Texas as well. I'm joined by Kyle Johnson. He's a CPA. How you doing, Kyle? I'm good. I'm also joined by Joey Akbar. He is an enrolled agent with the IRS, which sounds uh, really ominous, but... Uh, what that means is that he can represent folks in front of the IRS and file returns and uh, do just about everything that uh, an attorney and a CPA can do as well. Good to see you, Joey. Good morning. All right. Well, this week we are talking about uh, gambling with the IRS. <laughs> on a warm summer's evening. On a train yeah, some bound for nowhere. Some Kenny Rogers for Met you up too. with the gambler. We were both too tired to sleep. So we took turns of staring. The window at the darkness. <laughs> the boredom overtook us. And he began to speak. He said, Yeah, IRS weapons and gambling seem to run hand in hand, don't they, fellas? 
Yes, they do. And um, if you get into some trouble uh, over your over your gambling winnings um, with the IRS, then then we are your guys. Give us a call here at eight four zero one thousand if you've got questions about gambling and your taxes. Uh, there's some some pretty big issues that come up here in the course of things. We talked a little bit last week about W-2Gs from the IRS. And what that is is when you have some winnings over a certain threshold, the casino is going to issue the IRS a form that says how much you won. And they talked at the IRS about lowering those thresholds and, and sent a shock up the gambling community's collective spine there. But um, it never materialized, right? Yes, that's correct. It's um, The thresholds stayed the same that they were before. It's 1200 for slots and 1500 for Keno. They did want to take that down to 600 but there was quite a bit of... Um, I don't know, quite a bit of controversy about it. The casinos didn't really want to do it just because of the paperwork aspect of it. Right. So right. anyway, the government uh, went ahead and said they'll just keep it at 1200 for slots and 1500 for Kino. Right. Now, can you when, you, when you win, can you go ahead and just have the casino take it out for you, just withhold the taxes right there at the, at the window? Yes, you can, but you have to request it. Um, the casino doesn't really want to do that yeah. because it, there's some paperwork. They have to withhold it. They have to report that withholding to the government for you and also pay it for you because right. they're withholding it from you. So it's a little bit more paperwork, a little bit more difficult for the casino. They'd rather not do it. So they're not just going to offer it up. You sure. have to ask them. And I would suggest that you do that. Yeah. Yeah, if it's, a, if it's an option, uh, go ahead and do it. Of course, it's just a little bit too too much pressure for a lot of a lot of folks here too because you've got some losses uh, that you <laughs> that you're paying yourself back for too in that process so um you know if they do offer it and it's a pretty big deal a, a pretty big win i think uh, the the best practice there is to go ahead and have it withhold withheld i would say so too i mean at the end of the day it's winnings yeah so it's not like you went in there with that money so right. I would go ahead and just leave it with them, and then if you get it back at the end of the year, that's great. Right. And, of course, uh, the the question that's come up here. We're on Facebook Live, by the way. Um, you, you can get on my page, Travis Watkins, and uh, see what's going on here at the show. But uh, we've got a question here. They say, well, of course, if you can withhold, then how much should you withhold? That's a good question. Um, I would say it's obviously based off of your income level and what you're used to and what your taxable rate is, historically speaking. 25% um, is probably a good place to start. If you yeah. have a high income, you're used to paying more than 25% on your income, mm -hmm. I'd have 33 held out. Sure. So, because at the end of the day, gambling winnings will be taxed as if they are regular income. Same rate right. as anything else. Right. Just like regular income. You got to... You got something on that, Joey? Well, I mean, 25% is, is, I would say, a good a good standard for sure. But, you know, if you've, you know, if you're a Powerball winner and you win a million dollars, you know, 25% is not going to cover that. You know, I saw a case where, you know, you, they withheld 250000 out of a million. You file your tax return, you still owe another 75000 or $80,000 oh. on top of that. So, Ouch. you know, you, you really got to, you know, do a little bit more digging on what your true tax liability is going to be on, on, on a big win. 
But yeah. on the small jackpots, the casino, I, I would recommend 25% should be good in most cases. Yeah, so in that particular thing, they, uh, the guy withheld 250000 of a million. Is right, that right? Withheld 250000 and thought, oh, I'm good. I've already paid 250000 in. Got his money. Lived probably didn't. Probably didn't buy anything in the meantime. No, no, no houses, no cars. Of course, you know. Sure. Vacations. Right. All kinds of stuff like that. And when it's tax time. Probably no fam long lost fam family members showing up either. Exactly. <laughs> they they come out of the woodwork when you where you have some extra money. <laughs> right. So yeah, at at the end of the day, at the end of the year, when it's tax time, he he needed to figure out how to pay that extra money. So that's where we we step in. Yeah. Yeah, that can be a devastating deal. He's insult injury again you uh you've you've withheld and then you still owe more on top of, of all and, that. and it's not just the big guys either um you know i had a lady last week a, a smaller a smaller deal mm -hmm. um she came in won a few won a couple hundred thousand in w2g's had the losses to offset that um but it also creates small problems for people um with with those losses because the losses going to schedule a the, the health insurance uh, penalty is based on the modified adjusted gross income on page one. So she actually owed a couple thousand dollars in penalty because of the gambling winnings, even with the gambling loss to, to offset it. Oh, so, wow. So it creates problems for little people, too. Um, another similar one, a uh, guy Wait, who, wait, let's back up on, on that yeah. one real quick. So this person, I'm assuming, so they don't have health care uh insurance is right. that what you're saying she didn't have any health insurance but uh because she's an avid gambler at the casino quite a bit she had about four hundred thousand dollars in w2g winnings okay but she lost just as much so right. you know truly at the end of the day she didn't have the income to afford the health insurance but she's uh -huh. still penalized for not having it so she wrote off all the all the losses i'm assuming in this deal and there's no taxable no uh, no taxable no tax at all. there uh, because all the winnings were offset by by uh, gambling losses, what it, went in exactly. But didn't have health insurance, and so under Obamacare, you're going to be paying a penalty instead of uh, health insurance premiums, and that's based off of the the penalty is going to be based off of the adjusted gross in, gross income, correct? Which is that huge number the that included the gambling winnings. But no offsets for that calculation, right? Not at all. Exactly, because you take your gambling losses after adjusted gross income. Yeah. So the gambling losses don't go directly towards the gambling winnings. Mm -hmm. They're an additional itemized deduction on Schedule A subject to 2% AGI limitation. Right. So you really don't even get the full effect of the losses because they're subject to 2% of the winnings, which 2% uh -huh. is just a little bit, but if it's 350000 you know, it's two percent at three hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. So, so adjusted gross income for that calculation here, that adjustment does not include gambling losses. That's a that's kind of a strange deal, but it's certainly conceivable in many cases with uh, certain self-employeds that uh, you know didn't didn't necessarily do the health insurance thing. Maybe for younger taxpayers also that don't do the the health insurance thing where the penalty is is just easier to pay than than all the premiums well in in most cases it is yeah 
relatively speaking, of course. <laughs> right. Interesting. Okay. What else? What else do we have on on you? I, I cut you off, Joey, right in the middle oh, of the. I just had one more. Um, it all, you know, you said it affects young people. It also affects um, you know retired people. I had a, a guy come in and. You know, he, he's retired, he's on Social Security, and, you know, he, he gambles quite a bit. And, he, he you know, he did his own return on TurboTax, and he didn't include the W-2Gs. He just didn't know how, how that worked, so he didn't include that income. So he got that nice letter from the IRS for not reporting the additional income, and he, he owed $12,000 on it. So mm-hmm. he, he's like, Joey, what do I do? So, you know, I said, well, you can offset the winnings with the loss. So I, I did that, did his, did his amendment. And then at the end of the day, he his so a bigger portion of his Social Security became taxable because of that same thing that that adjusted gross income increased. So he he ended up owing quite a bit more, a couple thousand more. Mm-hmm. So it, it affects everybody. Gam- gambling's just it's uh, that hidden tax that you that you don't realize you're going to have that it's because it affects other things like that Social Security. Uh, it affects the Medicare. It affects. Uh, um, you know, tax credits, tax subsidies that you may qualify for um, with the lower adjusted gross income. With, with, that, with that higher adjusted gross income, it, it, it affects quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And that's what you really got to think about if, you're, if you gamble. 840-1000 is the number to call if you've got questions concerning IRS matters and gambling. The, the thing that everybody wants to know, there's there's – the way that this happens many times is when you've got these W-2Gs coming through to the IRS and let's say you didn't report it or you forgot about it when you when it came time to do your taxes, they're going to do kind of a mini audit, I guess, there on paper in most circumstances, depending on what the the amount of those winnings is. And how does that kind of work? You get something in the mail saying, look, something doesn't jive between what you reported on your tax return and what some third party, in this case the casino, has turned in on you, right? Yes, you'll get a letter. It's um, it's called a demand letter. It's so very good verbiage. Uh-huh. So you get a letter. It says you did not report this income. It, it's very accusatory. And here's your taxable rate. Here's what it would have been with that income, and here's right. what you owe. Pay this by this date. Do you agree or do you not agree? Right. And if you don't agree... You can write a memo, you can amend, you can do many different things, but at the end of the day, you're going to end up amending that tax return and then putting your losses in. Mm-hmm. And what kind of proof are they going to require? Let's say that you don't just come right out and either accept what their changes to your return are going to be or you don't file an amendment. Can you can you send them additional evidence of what those losses were? Well. Originally, what you're going to do is you're just going to amend that tax return. And if they come back and say, we don't believe you, then mm-hmm. you'll have to prove the losses. So immediately, you don't have to um, prove the losses until they tell you to. Now, if they tell you to, um, you can have a print off from the casino. That may work. I think it probably depends on your officer or your agent that's dealing with your case. Uh-huh. I think the good thing, if you are in this scenario and you are a pretty <laughs> avid gambler, is to keep a journal. Um, of the date you were there, what you were playing, who was with you, amount of your winnings, amount of your losses. I wouldn't say you necessarily would have to keep ATM receipts. You could if you wanted to. I don't think it's entirely necessary if you have a journal to go with it. Um, but you might as well. 
um, if you're if that's something you're concerned about. If you're a pretty big time gambler, and everybody takes their their journal and uh, diary with them to the casino, right? <laughs> yeah, of course they do. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 all all your friends that you're you're going with all want to be witnesses to uh, date, time, and and place that that all that occurred. I'm sure. Maybe you could take selfies every time you lose. There you go. There you go. They let you take selfies on the uh, floor of the casino? I highly doubt it, but I don't know. <laughs> Seems like something they would not do. But, yeah, the threshold is pretty high for if you get called out on what these losses really are. It's a, it's a very high threshold. And my experience with this has been that there's, there's kind of a hierarchy of what they would accept and and what they wouldn't Uh, obviously these really high threshold things or what they say would be the preference for showing what your losses are these journals and all those things but just this week i had a guy who took out significant markers with the casinos and he didn't have a bank account Um, so that's that's probably if it goes that far that's what we're going to have to look look at is what kind of money was he drawing down and he was not leaving with any money? You know, that's that's the harder sell. But to show what what kind of losses there, yeah, he was running through all the money and then he was taking out a marker or a, essentially a loan from the casino to gamble more. And that that can be a, a tough sell. But again, it's we're not we're not there yet. We're not we're not to that point. Um, we're in good faith going to file some returns here with that scenario in mind now these are old returns some of them so there is a little higher possibility that the irs does look at these things and says okay come back and now show us what these significant things were because this this guy in particular was a manual laborer and he has a 1.7 million dollar liability he hasn't filed returns, but yet he's got a $1.7 million liability, and his his income year to year is, you know, thirty-five dollars to $42,000. Um, so how does that happen? Winning a lot of money at the casino. Right. W2Gs reported to the IRS. This guy is the, is the Kenny Rogers gambler who's not bro- breaking even. Um, it's... He looks like the the most successful gambler on the planet. So um, that's that's what you're looking at. the The IRS will come back in. They will um, do sometimes, like in this gentleman's case, they'll do a, a substituted return for all these years, just based on the W two Gs, and um, and come up with a tax bill for you. All right, let's take a short break here on your IRS weapon. We'll be back after this short message. Stay tuned. Hey podcast, quick interruption here. Have you been up at 2 a.m. worrying about your IRS problem again lately? You know, IRS problems have a way of ruining all aspects of your life. They take a toll on you financially, physically, and emotionally. You can never really forget about them as they come back every morning when you wake up. It's time to call Travis Watkins Tax Resolution and Accounting Firm right now and start sleeping again tonight. Travis Watkins Tax will talk to the IRS for you and help you get the best deal available for your unique situation with the IRS with programs like the Fresh Start Initiative and the IRS's Offer and Compromise. Call me at 
888-5455 and set up a free 30-minute consultation or log on to watkinspodcast.com. I've got a short letter on that No Frills page. It'll take you about 90 seconds to read. And if you like what I'm saying, you might want to consider becoming a client. And if not, no big deal. Just keep listening and subscribe to this podcast so you can keep hearing the free content that we offer on how you can fix your tax problem today. Now, if you call us in the next 30 minutes, we'll also send you our free confidential insider report, How to End IRS Problems Forever. That number again is 833-243-5455 or log on to WatkinsPodcast.com. Now back to your podcast. To the phone, Snoop Doggy Dog and Dr. Dre is at the dope. Ready to make an entrance, so back on the before All right, welcome back to your IRS weapon. I am your IRS weapon, Travis Watkins. I'm joined by Kyle Johnson and Joey Akbar today. We're talking about casino gambling winnings with the IRS, and right now we're going to do a little bit of celebrity tax news. When you're a celebrity. Being a celebrity is tough, especially if you've got IRS or state tax matters because the IRS and state taxation authorities are always looking for ways to publicly embarrass you if you have these problems. And this week's big embarrassment is Suge Knight. And Suge Knight is uh, the uh, notorious, I guess, uh, former owner of Death Row Records. And we heard a little Death Row Records on the way in here with Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. That's great stuff. Oh, yeah. It's vintage G. Definitely. But, uh, yeah, uh, Suge has is, is got some, some tax troubles. Uh, I went back and looked, looked at Suge. I mean, he's, he's, got some, he's in jail now, by the way. And he's been in jail for... I guess since January 15th, there was a misunderstanding, um, murder charges on a fatal hit and run. But uh, I think there's some things that may have happened that he didn't get jailed for in the past. It's just all kind of catching up with him. He he uh, he dangled uh, vanilla ice out of a window one time, um, supposedly, allegedly, allegedly. I didn't know this. He was he played football at UNLV. Yeah. He's a big guy. He is a big guy. He's a guy you don't want to mess with. Very intimidating. But uh, the bigger they are, the harder they fall when it comes to tax problems. And Suge's got one. He's got two tax liens, one for $18,340 from 2011 and another for $11,764 from 2012. And these are state of California tax liens. And uh, there's not just a whole lot on whether or not uh, or how much he's paid on it, if any. Um, but he's still got those things hanging out there on him. And we'll be waiting for him when and or if, I guess, he gets uh, released from, from prison anytime soon. Those are still hanging out there and um, have to be taken care of in some way before they come off of your record. If you've got IRS liens or state tax liens, give us a call. 607-1192 is the office in Oklahoma City. 918-877-2794 is the Tulsa number. 
um, we can take care of those state tax liens and, and IRS tax liens and get you into something that uh, keeps them off of your back and lets you get back to normal life again. All right, we're talking about casino matters, uh, gambling winnings with the IRS. A question here uh, comes up about the threshold for to for for gambling as it relates to being what the IRS considers a professional gambler. Is there a threshold of winnings that you have to win before you can be considered a professional gambler, first of all? And, and, and what's the significance of that, I guess, would be the follow-up question. Uh, not necessarily a dollar value threshold. Okay. It's so much that it has to be evident that the gambling is how you live your life. It's how you pay for your life. Okay. So you have to illustrate that. This is how you pay your rent, house payment, utilities, those kind of things. So if you do get to that status, you're able to write off travel costs and hotel stays and and things like that that were essential to gain that income. So say you do have more winnings than losses. If you're a professional gambler, you can take typical expenses like you would take if you were a Schedule C business. Okay. But you do have to illustrate that that is your primary source of income. And so what you're saying is you could exceed those winnings, I guess, um, theoretically, if you had a bad year. (laughs) And that's still an arguable point to be able to take losses above winnings, Mm -hmm. even if it is considered your normal source of income. It's an arguable point. I would say you could could go ahead and do it on a Schedule C. You may get a a nice letter in the mail (laughs) and have some explaining to do, right. but it is a possibility. It's an arguable point, but you it's one of those things where you have to weigh the risk and reward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, what's the, what's the big overall danger here if you've, if you've got this status and you're doing the, the Schedule C losses and you're writing off the meals and the travel and the, the hotel stays and all those things, and you're not turning a profit like a normal business would, Joey? Well, it, it kind of goes back to, is it a business or is it a hobby? Right. And a lot of people want to write off as much as possible, so they they want to they want to try to qualify almost everything as a business. And the IRS is going to go through certain questions to determine whether or not it's truly a business, if they're really, it's truly a profit motive, if they're, if they're keeping records, if they're, they're, they're operating it in a business manner as opposed to it just being a hobby. Like like Kyle said, is it is it their main source of income or is it just something they're doing on the side? You know, all, the IRS is going to look at all those things. Sure. So if you do have a big a big win, there's I think there's some misconception out there. I'm glad you cleared that up concerning dollar thresholds because I'd even heard that too that 250 thousand was kind of the the drop off point there and everybody who's in that range and it's by the way if you do any significant amount of gambling at all 250 is is not a hard number to run uh, up in w2g's is it no I, I we have clients coming in every week with a a, a stack of w2g's an inch thick so that's 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 kind of the norm now yeah. if you're at the casino quite a bit you're betting big you're gonna win a lot of jackpots but at the same time it doesn't mean that 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 you truly profited it, at the end of the year, you may have lost just as much as you won. In most cases, that's what it is. Right. And i got to say that dealing with 
IRS matters generally with collections when you are in this problem. A lot of it happens just the way we've been talking about. W-2Gs get issued. You haven't filed returns in some time. The IRS starts doing these returns for you. All of a sudden, you're in a you have a huge tax liability, and they're coming after you for this big inflated number. And so many many times we'll say if we don't have really good backup um, on on some of this, this person may may actually be a really good offer and compromise candidate. In other words, you can do a settlement for these people that have really high liabilities. And uh, rather than fighting with the IRS in any audits and things like that, if, if there is no way in the world that a $40,000 a year person is going to be able to pay off $1.7 million worth of tax liability over the course of 10 years that they have to collect it, let's, let's just move straight on forward to doing an offer and compromise on these. You can do a settlement on funny returns, I guess you would say, substituted returns that the IRS creates for you. Now, here's the problem. If you don't stop the gambling in this process, if you keep racking up W-2Gs year to year to year, and you're saying, look, we had a problem here, we've got it corrected, give us a break, settle this tax debt, the IRS considers gambling matters to be basically like pariah these days. And you really do have to mean it. You really do have to do one of those self-exclusionary forms, for instance, that the casinos have to show them, even if these don't necessarily have a lot of teeth to them, per se, you, you're, you do yourself a favor by at least filling one of these out and showing them, hey, we've put an end to that issue. We're taking care of business on here. Cut us a break with the offer and compromise process. So when you're in an offer and compromise, uh, yes. can you file an extension? That's a great question. They, they do require compliance, at least during the entire time that you are, have one pending. You're going to have to be in compliance with, with, with your filings and things. If you miss something along the way, they do have a monitoring service that, that continues to keep up with, with taxpayers for five full years after the offer is accepted. And if you have a little hiccup there, you're going to be dealing with those folks. But generally speaking, yeah, you've got to, you, you really have to stay up with things. Filing an extension shouldn't be one of those things that kicks out a, an offer. And there's a misconception on filing an extension. And a filing of an extension is just an extension to file the tax return. Right. A lot of people misunderstand that and think they don't have to pay until they file in October. Right. But people still, you still have to pay by October 15th, otherwise you're going to have penalties. Yeah, and, and as long as the interest. IRS is getting paid, they're, they're okay not giving you the penalties on the failure to file. And that's another thing we, where we come in is we, we can calculate estimated tax payments for, for clients and, and keep, them, keep them good throughout the year, especially small business owners who are required to pay in quarterly. Yes. Yeah. So the answer is yes, you can file an extension if you pay what you're going to owe. Right. You exactly. You can't create any new liabilities. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. As lo- yeah so long as you're going ahead and paying your, your estimated what, what you think you're going to owe, and get pretty close to that, um, you're going to be fine on, on the offer process. But you do have to stay in compliance for five full years after, after that. All right. Well, this has been a great Your IRS Weapon, and we will see you here next week at this same time. Have a great week.
Guns and Money. 